Welcome to the Path to Zion podcast. Thank you for riding along today. We are rediscovering the ancient way. I hope things are well in your life and in your household, that you are giving yourselves to studying to show yourselves approved, listening to what the Spirit is saying, training yourself to be a man of discernment in this hour. If it has ever been necessary, it's, if it has ever been necessary on this earth, in the timeline of humanity, discernment is absolutely necessary in this hour. You won't gain discernment from watching news programs. You won't get discernment from reading magazines. You won't get discernment from adding your, your catalog of information from endless websites. Left, right, up, down, conservative, progressive, mainstream, underground. <laughs> Listen, friends. The Spirit of God is speaking. We have got to grab the dial of our minds and tune in to what the Spirit of God is declaring to any of those who will listen, who will turn off the noise of this world on all of the, all of the distractions therein and listen to what the Spirit is saying in this hour. Friends, this is an hour of heavy-duty distraction. And I, you know, I can already hear people, Oh, amen, brother, you better believe it. All those people about the virus and the riots, and I know the truth, amen. We know the truth, don't we? Friends, we've got to be careful. We have got to be careful that we don't become convinced that we are elite holders of all truth. Keepers of what's really true. It's not this movement. It's not that movement. It's not these protesters. It's not these looters. They are the ignorant, distracted ones, and we know the truth, don't we? Friends, please listen to what I'm saying and be careful. Be cautious, please. Be attentive. Here I am right now. I'm weaving my way through these serpentine roads after work on the way home. And coming my direction is this crazy, long, rotating hauler thing with trees on it. Huge! Coming straight for me (laughs) in my lane, trying to maneuver these turns. If I'm not going slow and paying attention, that thing's going to ram me. Well, I'm in my lane. I'm doing the speed limit. Friends, we've got to adjust According to the circumstances, we've got to be cautious. We've got to be wise. We have got to seek the face of the Lord like we've never done before and deny ourselves and tune in to the Spirit of God. What does the Word of God say? What have we been shown in the patterns of the Scriptures? Listen, I just want to talk for a few moments um, I don't do this very often, just, just off-the-cuff commentary about current events. But I feel, I've waited all day. I, I shared, I recorded some stuff this morning. I'm just, I'm a little hesitant about what I said, some content within it. So you know what? Pull the plug. Delete. Let's try it again. See, can we just admit that we are flawed vessels, that sometimes our mouths are out of order? 
Our emotions are sometimes operating in a level that just needs, you know what? Hey, I need to be quiet. I need to check myself. I need to show restraint. I need to walk in self-control. I need to live out James chapter 1 and be slow to speak. I need to be slow to become angry. I need to be quick to listen. Swift, fast, attentive, to give ear before my mouth starts spewing my opinion. And what is even, well, it's not just my opinion, brother, it's what's true. Oh, friends, please listen to what I'm saying. Please be careful. Please be careful. I'm speaking to you, church, capital C, church. Listen up, please. Are you saying more than you should be saying? Well, the church can't be silent. We've got to rise up and make our voice known. Raise our fists no longer, no more. Friends, be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Please be careful. The whole earth right now is hearing that message. Rise up and let your voice be heard. Don't you be silent. If you're silent, somebody's going to take advantage of you. We've got to fight for justice. I'm just saying, within that, oh man, right alongside it, running even beside it down the road, I hear caution. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. We too can get sucked into emotion, can get sucked into sides, can get sucked into our version of division upon division upon division. Brother hating brother, calling out the evil ones. Those over there, those over there, those over there. Can we not just be honest? People who aren't like us, people who don't look like us, people who don't talk like us, people who don't believe like us. Well, of course they're not like us, Joel. I know truth. I live according to truth. Oh, friends, please. I'm going to say this 47 and a half times in this episode. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. We too, those in Messiah regenerated Christ men, passionate now, zealous, had better be careful. That our zeal, that our passion is underneath the authority of the king. Submitted and filtered through the Spirit. Because guess what? You, and surely me, myself, can be out of line, out of control. In my efforts, my best efforts now, my best intentions, to speak truth. To say truth. Because listen, like if there's any ounce of offense in you right now with what I'm saying, then what you yourself are saying you are allowed to do is not really true for everyone else. And can I just say that that's part of the problem I see in the wide, I don't want to just say wide way church, but in, in the broad sense of the church, the body at large, they feel like they have the right to stand up and say what is true, and everybody else had better listen up but when you stand up to say what you say is true, ah, uh, rebel, they're just angry. They're just making a point. They're just this. They're just that. 
Let's talk about the people, briefly, shall we, who are rioting. And again, I want to make it very clear because it's very important. I do not gather news. I don't have a television. I don't scroll the internet. I don't seek out worldly news filtered through worldly media, including Christian media. They tell me what they want me to know through the lens that they want me to look at it through and listen to it through the ear that they project it out of their mouths into and towards. It's all skewed. It's all in favor of a certain position, belief, and idea. All of it. All of it. All of it. So, with that in mind, what a little I do know, because there's nowhere you can even go and have a conversation with another human being without someone telling you their opinion of the world, of modern-day conditions. So, guess what? I'm throwing in my two cents today. I would say probably I'll throw in my, my penny. I'll throw in a penny of my vantage point. Because we all have one. I had a, a, a small exchange with someone yesterday. Joel, what do you think of all this rioting? What's your, what's your spiritual opinion and like just what's your thoughts towards these, these rioters, these looters, these, these lawless lunatics that and then it goes on and on and on and on and on, describing in case I needed it made clear to me, okay. I know what channel they've been watching. (laughs) What do you think of these people? And you know what I think of these people? I think they're angry. I think they're frustrated. I think they're confused. I think they they don't know their identity and, and they're fueled by principalities and powers because they're just mad. They're filled with rage. But you know what? They don't look any different to me than many of the Christians that I know. Many believers in the church that I see and that I listen to and that I read online. That doesn't sound much different. They too sound angry, frustrated, justified actions. I want heard. Listen to my story of truth. Listen to me. You are deceived. I possess truth. That's what every side says, friend. Every side says the same thing. You don't know what's true. You don't know my life. You don't know what I go through. You don't know what I think about. You don't know how I'm oppressed. You don't know how I think of you or myself or anything else, you don't understand. And guess what? It's often true. Can we just admit that? Can we we just admit that that's often true for us? Brother or hating brother. The scriptures are being played out right under our noses, and many Christians are joining in with great delight of posting things all over Facebook. Images. Quotes that are trying to be funny. Promoting division and hate. Tearing down people they will never meet, never talk to, and never in their life 
have any kind of a conversation with ever. They don't know them. Now, they don't want called out. Don't just blanket statement me. Don't just label me. You don't know me. Friends, I see that all the way across the table. Fueled by anger, frustration, and guess what? I know the truth. You don't. What you're saying is not real. You're deceived. I know the truth. Or I'm part of a sect of people. We know the truth. Friend, I'm just saying, what if you do know the truth? Why would you want to wield it like a weapon of destruction to destroy another? If you are a believer in Yeshua Messiah, if you are a follower of the commands of God, if you are someone within the church, why do you desire to use that as a weapon to destroy another man? Why does it seem that many people, in fact, gain some sort of satisfaction, and I would dare say even joy, in destroying another individual over truth, with truth? I thought that the story of our redemption and our first love reality that we're supposed to be living in in the here and now is supposed to bring others in. I thought it's supposed to birth the church. I thought it's supposed to overflow. I thought that post-Pentecost, reality was the, the few who were gathered to receive the truth, to receive Holy Spirit, the gift, the undeserved, unearned gift, received it. Why? Because Yeshua Messiah said, look, this is coming and it's not just for you. It's for all of those outside. Starting with those within the church who are divided too, by the way. You do realize that, right? It, it surprises me how many people forget that even the divisions within the whole who normally really despise one another well, they'll even come together in measure to despise another group. Oh, well, those Christian brothers over there, they're pagan. They, they keep the traditions and holidays of pagan traditions, um, celebrations, vile in the sight of God. Oppose Him. Don't even know it. Some do, and they're even worse. But we agree that all this lawlessness is wrong, and we need to just have a Christian nation. Yeah, we're, we're kind of the same on that. I find that very strange. And I would just say it promotes the idea that we pick and choose what we align with and who is believing what according to what we personally prefer. The looters, the rioters, we've got them all figured out, right? We know why they're doing what they're doing. Wretched human beings. I was told yesterday, why don't these men just get a job? Oh, man. This, this Christian American verbiage blows my mind. Blows my mind. And that is who I am, by the way, by most people's definition. I don't like that myself, and it's really not applicable. But in a very generic umbrella sense, hey, that's me too from a distance. And so it really irks me when that's even put on me. Oh, I know what you think, Joel. I already know. No, you don't. No, you don't. 
I don't agree with that. Well, they just need to get a job and get off of welfare and make something of themselves and be a, a contributor to society. I don't feel that way. I would like to sit down and talk to that man. I would like to sit down and ask that lady some questions. I think that's what the Messiah would do. Friend, you're hurting. You're broken. You might be fueled by demons, but you know what? I'm here to set you free. I'm here to bring you deliverance. I'm here to help you. I'm here in the name of someone that is not my own. Not me. I no longer live. Let me tell you about the Messiah. Oh, well, they're just going to hate it. They're going to reject it. Really? Do you know that for sure? Were you ever vile and evil and in opposition of God? Should that, in fact, be who they, they are? What about you? Were you received by the King, the Creator? Were you received by the Messiah? Or were you just not bad enough for Him to reject you? Were you an opponent of Yahweh? When you were invited into the gift of God and knowing Him and being purchased by the Son? Or were you just really not that bad? Well, I would never riot. I would never... Okay. See, see what I'm saying? We exalt ourselves. We deify ourselves to a place and, a, and, a, and, and, and an identity where, you know what? I was never really that bad. That's, I'm telling you, that's the Christian America that I've known. I'm not, I was never really that bad, right? <laughs> I was never really, bah, I lied. Yeah, I lied. Never stole anything, you know, all these things. I've been to church my whole life. I was never really, oh man, we, we need a real identity check. Seriously. The way we compare. I see the church comparing and elevating, comparing and elevating, comparing and elevating self. Bad ones, evil ones, opponents of God, Democratic Party, evil, vile, blanket statement, everybody, all of them, vile, evil men. This group, that group, this group, that group, oh, vile, evil men, they all need to die. They just need eradicated. They need to go. Move away. Send them out. This is my America. Oh, man, that one. That's one of my favorites. This is my America. Oh, my gosh. Um, you do realize that these people on the other side of town that aren't quite like us, they were born here just like you. Their fathers and their grandfathers and their great-grandfathers were here more than likely just like yours. They are America. Right? We are. I thought that was the beauty of the founding fathers and the United States of America where, where everyone is welcome. I thought that that is what the Christian majority promote as the founding principle of this nation was the invitation to come and to what? To be free. Come. I find that ironic that in this age, the, the, the declaration of many is get out. Get lost. You're not like us. Get out of here. A whole generation is somewhat written off in that way. Rebellious, 
don't want to work, don't want responsibility, don't want to earn anything. They want everything given to them. Children of privilege. Yeah, that's right. I agree. I'm only, I'm fixing to be 47, but my generation and younger, oh, I agree. That's very prominent. Yes, don't disagree with that at all. But my question is always, how did they become that way? Who raised them? Christian Americans. American people raised the generations that now Christian Americans hate, despise, and say are no good losers. They are the offspring of what of those who have gone before them, are they not? Are they not the offspring and lineage of the people who despise them? I find that also very intriguing, Do, don't you think? How did we become who we are, America? This didn't just happen overnight because demons dropped from the sky and are deceiving this generation. This is the fruit and the product of people who have been merely moral and not godly. There is a difference, you know. We do understand that 1950s morality and godly set-apart chosen race people are in fact quite different. Well, there's no prayer in schools. Yep, there's not. Why would there be? We're not a holy, consecrated people. We're a vile, rebellious nation. We're not one nation under God. We're one nation doing whatever she wants individually every moment of every day. It's the American way. The American spirit, interestingly named, is get all you can. You're free, and if you can get it, you deserve it. It's American prosperity. It's the Christianity of America gospel. Jesus paid it all. Why? So that you can have it all, friend. Have it all. Be blessed and put it on the tag on your car. It's Christian thinking in this nation for the most part. Self-preference. Now, is this everywhere? No. I know people right now, it's, it's 7 o'clock at night and I'm almost home. I worked late today, praise the Lord. Right now, they're meeting with other churches, with other people who are not like them, praying and seeking the Lord for help. Amen. I know it's not everyone. It's not. But I'm telling you, it's prevalent. It's prevalent. And the news and the media are just, I believe, the principalities that run the media across the board now. Yes, Fox News. I believe they're stirring the pot of angst. And I'm telling you, if you're spooning out that every day, eating that, mmm, boy, this is tasty. Well, why? It's catering to the flesh man who is bent on division. It's the pattern of the world. The pattern of the world is, I believe, always goes back to the blood that was spilled, Cain and Abel. I think the spilling of blood still cries out today. And it cries out, and it cries out every minute of every hour of every day right now on the earth because mankind is, cannot be satisfied for its thirst of first place. Top dog. Make America great again. Be the best, be the strongest. Yes, I said that. Be the best, be the strongest. Be the overcomer, be the victor. Squash the enemy. Be the superpower. 
obliterate everyone else so that everyone else looks to us and says, oh, they're the best, most powerful, strongest, wealthiest. Right? Is that not true? Is that not the majority of the view and vantage point of the goal and purpose of this nation? Be the best. Be the global power. I'm telling you, if it can be shaken, it's going to. This nation will be shaken. If you don't believe that that's right in the here and now, then friend, then, oh my. It's going to be violent before you get your eyes open. May it not be that for us. May it not be that for me and my household. I want to be a man who retreats in the sense of we're going into our home. We're going to be a peaceful, quiet people who seek the face of God. We're going to fast. We're going to pray. We're going to cry out. We're going to say, oh, God, deliver us. Deliver this nation. Not just the good godly ones. Deliver these people who don't know your law, who don't know you, Messiah. May we not be like Jonah in absolute closing. Friend, don't be like Jonah. I'm not going to those people of, to, of, people of Nineveh. They deserve to die. Let them die, God. I'm not going. And if I go, they're probably going to repent, so no way I'm going. Can we not say that's, that's the story? That's the account of the prophet of God. I would say it's possible that Christian America is going into the belly of the fish and going to have to do some real inward reckoning real soon. If you won't go voluntarily, you're going to go the hard way. I'm telling you. I've experienced it myself firsthand now. In my own rebellion, in my own reluctance, in my own stubborn stiff-neckedness, I have known that myself. If we've not known that, I don't think we know the Father. He's a good Father who corrects His children. I'm going to say that again, and I'm just going to put that out there as possibly something the Lord's saying. If you're not willing in your heart's posture to extend the redemption the, the grace, the mercy, the compassion of the perfect creator, Yahweh, to your neighbors? Friends, you might be destined to end up in the belly of the fish. And you better pray that if that's true, you're going to be spit out and not consumed. Because the Lord's arm is not so short. He's not so short that he cannot redeem mankind in this hour. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit just came on the calendar, people. The going out is supposed to be right now. And it, again, it starts, it started, and it starts now with the church. Those who were already gathered and assembled for Shavuot but had not tarried in the upper room to receive the fullness of the Spirit, those people who did do that went out and told those that were already there. They went to the synagogue. They went to God's people and they said, listen to what I'm saying. There's more, friend. And people came in, and people came in, and people came in. And the church grew by the thousands in mere chapters of the Word of God. Friends, do you want 
Do you want to see who you oppose, rescued, delivered, saved, and brought into the kingdom? I mean, really. I mean, really. Ask your heart right now and submit that to God himself. Do you want those people that you look at on a television screen or on your internet connection or wherever you look and gather all the information you gather, do you in your heart weep and pray and cry out, Lord, deliver them. Bring them into your kingdom because you desire none to perish and your arm is not too short for them. Because if it's too short for them, it's too short for me. Friend, do we understand our first love reality? I fell in love with the king because he pursued me despite my rebellion, despite my heart of stone. He is not surprised by the depravity of man. So friend, I'm just saying, please be careful. Please be careful in this hour of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, man. A week ago, a 10 days ago, Many people on the earth are fasting and praying and weeping and people I know personally putting on sackcloth and ashes, crying out for repentance to, to sweep through this earth. Friends, what about now? What about right now? Oh, be careful. Don't start walking in judgment right now so fast out of the gate of Pentecost. The grace of God is right here, right now in this hour for any man who would believe. Even people you think would never believe may be right there, primed and ready, in the garden and the soil of their heart, ready to receive what is true. The revelation of the Messiah. I want to see people changed. I want to see people have the, the, the experience that Shaul had on the road. You know why? Because that's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. The light came and I looked in and I was changed forever. And friend, that's for every single man on this earth right now, as long as the Lord tarries. So let's take advantage of being in the age of God's mercy poured out upon the earth. And let's look inward and ask ourselves some tough questions and say, am I desiring none to perish? Do I desire men to perish in judgment and wrath and the judgment of God coming through me? Or do I say, oh God, please show them mercy. Show them mercy. Show them mercy like you showed me mercy. And that you show me mercy today. May God pour out his spirit. And may we go out offering hope to every man. So friend, be careful today. Be careful with your words. Be careful what you type and what you heap accolades on when people are tearing other people down and say, is this what the Messiah is saying? Is this what the Father's saying? And if you're not sure, friends, don't say it. If you're not sure, don't type it. Be silent. Listen to James. Be slow to become angry. Be slow to speak. Be quick to listen. Be quick to give an ear to your neighbor. Be quick to give an ear to those who are just frustrated and angry and have no hope and so thereby they should be angry. Say, guess what? 
you don't have to be this way, friend. Instead of telling them how wrong they are, which they already know, and heaping on condemnation, say, you know what, brother? You know what, neighbor? You know what, stranger? I can tell you're so ticked off right now, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe you've got great reason and maybe you're just... Maybe you're just foolish, but you know what? I don't even care. There's hope for you, friend. There's hope for you, man. And his name is Yeshua Messiah. And his name is Yahweh God, and his arm is not too short to reach out and to rescue you right here, right now. So may that be our message. I'm telling you, the church, the true church is being marked right now. She's being marked and she's being branded and she looks like the Messiah or she looks like the men who are fascinated with hating their brother. It's becoming more and more distinct with each passing day. Friend, if we're going to pick a side, let's pick Yahweh God's side. Let's pick the side of the Messiah. Let's pick the side of repentance, of mercy, of grace, of compassion. Let's pick a side. Let's pick a side and extend mercy. In the name of Yeshua, let it be so. Amen.